We're talking about cereal this morning and the, the secret behind it, the shocking truth behind cereal. It's nonsense, but it's going to be pretty funny. We have, uh, I, was listening, I was making cereal this morning and I'm a big fan of the cracking sounds. You know, cereal's meant to go like... Only you can be passionate about cereal. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big cereal fanatic and I love the sound that it makes. So this morning I decided to try to get my recorder into it. But my recorder is better than my average ear. Like the recorder is so crisp and clear that I can truly get what it sounds like. So it caught the detail of the crackling noise. And the truth is you're going to be terrified because the, the cracking noise around cereal is scarier than you think. As a massive cereal fan, I'm quite keen to see what happens if we combine the sounds of two cereals falling into the same bowl. This is the first one. It's called uh, the Chocolate Pops. Let's pour it in. So we've got about half a bowl. Yeah, we got that. that's good. We'll do that. Let's add our second cereal. This one is called Strawberry Poppers. Pour that in there. Yeah, that's good. Let's add milk. And we're going to listen to hear the crackle and the snap because it's kind of interesting. Add the milk. Cool, that's ready to go. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's listen in. I'm bringing the ball closer to my ear, and I think that it may be quite loud. It's two cereals combined. I'll put the microphone along with it. Let's, let's, let's see what it sounds like. What? That sounds like... What? That's in cereal? <laughs> I, I don't understand. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> So, yeah, that's apparently what's going down in your cereal bowl, if you've ever wondered. Tweet us. Hashtag Main Switch. My city, I love my city. My city, I love my city. So every single day on the Main Switch, we like to visit a specific part of the city to find out a bit more about it. Some of the quirks of the areas we are so used to seeing every single day. Today, we're heading over to Kitchener's. Now, if you are a vet student or a student in Bramfontein, maybe you've lived in this area at one point before, you should know all about the legendary Kitchener's. If you're a vet student and enjoy day drinking, then this is the place for you. Well, even night drinking, if you just enjoy drinking in general, you've probably frequented this area. We're talking Kitchener's. It's become pretty much like a landmark in the Brahm area and it's because it's been established for so damn long even people who are around in Vitz decades ago probably know the area. We're speaking about Kitchener's and this was the name given to the establishment back in 2011 when the old building was converted to a more modern establishment suited for the current university student population. However, the history goes back a lot longer. Now unfortunately when we're talking history it's actually quite difficult to pinpoint exactly how this place came about because the floor plan was actually damaged but it's estimated to be around the late 1890s to the 1900s. That makes this one of the oldest buildings in Bramfontein and Greater Johannesburg as a whole because the city was in its infancy when it was first made. People needed somewhere to come and drink, <laughs> so this place was established. It was first known as the Hansa Bar. It was later then known as the Milner Park Hotel and since then has obviously gone on to become Kitchener's as we know it now. In between this time has been iconic as a student bar, especially to young people within the area. So if you look on the windows of the current building, it says Milner Park Hotel, and that just speaks to the history behind this place. How it came about was, back in 1899, during the South African War, the British High Commander met the British Armed Forces Commander, who was known as General Kitchener, about the continuation of the war. This meeting was influential in deciding the eventual outcome of the war, and coincidentally, it was named after Milner, who was the British High Commander at that point. 
So if you are having a beer the next time you go to Kitchener's, you can remember the history behind it. It is a place steeped in history and one that we are very proud of to be citizens here in Bramfontein. Of course, as Johannesburg citizens, this sort of place really is the backbone of the city as a whole. I'm talking about the Sister Bettina Challenge. Now, if you're unsure what this is, it involves the whole, that whole song. Just that, that, that song that represents so many of our lives in the most fashionable way. That song that basically got me the job here at Vow FM when I came they asked me to sing the song and I, I went <laughs> in the meantime and then I saw you know the spare word and they were like hey you belong here and that's truth I, I, that's Loazi was here when that happened Sister Bettina got you this job yeah 100% what so, an absolute legend I owed my life basically okay so we can see immediately it fixed you it, it saved me it saved so I mean there's some qualities here to this song there's a challenge that began on social media as a bit of a joke, but you can see the merits to it. It's called the Sister Bettina Challenge. And basically what this is, is to go on and say that such a classic song elicits such a happy response from people that no matter what you're going through, you can be going through the absolute most. The most. But no matter what, it will fix it. So people will then be able to feel lively, they'll jive, they'll have a good time. Exactly. Now, the video I saw exemplifying this best was when of two young girls getting into a fight and their mother or one of the girls' mothers coming outside to come and show them who was boss and Sister Bettina began playing in a car passing by and everybody just started breaking it down. Fixed. No one had issues before. It was over a dude. I've seen the same video. Otherwise, there's ones with, I mean, shootings, murder, killing, all sorts of stuff. Savage things. Things that aren't even that funny. Like, (laughs) serious things happen. Sister Bettina comes on and all is well in the world. Now... I have issues with this because I think there's certain stuff it cannot fix. For example, the taste of orange juice after brushing your teeth. Oh. Not even Sister Bettina can fix that. That guy from the Antwoord's face. <laughs> have you seen it? <laughs> it's got like a one in a six tattooed onto it. The entire country of Greece. Oh, yeah. The, the, cannot finished. be fixed by Sister Bettina. Finished. Absolutely wrecked. The Gupta bank accounts cannot be fixed by Sister Bettina. Google Plus, as a social media app, (laughs) cannot be fixed by Sister Bettina. So, I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know if you're going through the most. Maybe you're having a good day. But either way, apparently it can be improved by this. One of the things that we still need to squeeze in before we head on out of here is to test whether you can actually get more concentration from your mind just by using fidget spinners. So I've got one here in studio with me. There's a lot of myths around these things. It's majestic. It's claimed that apparently it's meant to help people who have ADD, uh, other attention deficit disorders, and it helps them focus better on things when they're in class or whatever. I'm going to be straight up. I think that's just nonsense because I can tell you that I have lost focus so much since this thing came into studio. It's incredible. It's wondrous. It's basically the stuff of like dreams. And wow, I, you're super into the question is, do you have ADD? No, no, no. Mind you, my mom's best friend once asked if I'd been tested, and I was I still didn't like her after that. <laughs> like we're not we're not homies anymore. <laughs> the way she called you out so hard in front of you. Has he been tested? And mom was like, I took him once, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, we're going to be putting it to the test right now. So what Matt has given me is given me an application on his phone that allows me to solve some math problems. I've tried one, and I was like, whoa, what is this? I hope we've got enough time for you to actually finish this. What we're going to do is time you doing it with and then time you doing it without the spinner. Okay, let's do this thing. So whenever you're ready, 
All right. Spin away and then click start. Okay, I'm hit, I'm hitting it now. You're 44 plus 59. Oh my word! Okay, <laughs> uh, so while he's working that out in the background, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play you out with some benchmark and ice prints as wire share. Let's see how long it actually takes, and we'll be giving you the scores after this. We're wrapping up our experiment to see if Mike V can actually, you know. Improve his concentration through the use of a fidget spinner. So we ran the first round without anything. He did it just with his maths, trying to solve five sums, and it took him just over a minute. This, this is more testing to my poor maths. <laughs> Don't talk. Just focus on the math. So at the moment, he's using the fidget spinner to try and see if it's going to improve his maths time. I've already kicked his, first, uh, his second round off, should I say. And it, he's currently running through it. We're going to see if it helps anything. But looking at his time ticking away, I'd say not. Wait, Mike, are you ducking out? I see him. He's throwing in the towel. I've passed my time and I'm not anywhere near solving this. What is this answer? Okay, what question are you on? What is 11 times 17? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, 187. Bam. Yeah, what? 10, 197. Let's have a look. One, Turns out Mike's seven. just stupid. I'm an idiot. I told oh, you this. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, what so do you want from me? He only got two questions Guys, in. I told you, I'm a humanities student. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in radio because uh, you know everything else wasn't for me. So, to be fair, I'm also a humanities student and I could do that. Uh, I too am yeah. a humanities... Mike Pedro... I too am a humanities student. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that then proves... That fidget spinners do not help. You're worse off. <laughs> Way worse off. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I was bad, but I'm even worse. <laughs> so go out there and buy them, but for the love of God, don't do it to concentrate. You can do it to mess around. I've never seen Mike happier, so it obviously works to bring joy into your life. But don't kid yourself into thinking it's going to make you concentrate. Breakfast. Breakfast that charges you up. It's the main switch. News about prison strippers emerged. Anybody see this? <laughs> I think the whole of South Africa saw this. Anthony? Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we, we laughed about it. It was a pretty strange thing. I got myself an exclusive. <laughs> we had the press conference happen and I managed to get something that nobody else got. I think the recorders weren't on just coincidentally. I just caught it at the perfect moment. I asked the questions. I got the responses. It was basically the luckiest thing. You know, this is some good stuff, guys. This is high-end, top-class <laughs> journalism from me. <laughs> taking credit for this. So it may start off a bit boring, but I, I promise you, we're going to hear some real reasoning as to why this all happened. Now we're here to talk about the video of the strippers at Sun City that went viral this weekend. As the Acting Minister of Recreational Services, I must condemn that the sensitive footage has been published. This is a place where models are not so strong. Sun City is a place where people pay good money to have a good time. So uh, excuse me? Uh, sorry? You just said that it's a place intended to give off a good time? Yeah, well, it's a casino. Sun City is a world-renowned casino. No, no, no. It's a nickname given to the prison that we're talking about. What the hell do I have to do with the prison? I'm acting on behalf of recreational services. No, you're acting on behalf of correctional services. Wait, wait. So I have not been working for an international hotel chain, but for South African prisons. It's no bloody wonder this brown uniform is so ugly. Do you see it? Does it make sense to you now? <laughs> Have you worked it all out? Is this clear as to why the saw went down yesterday? <laughs> as for the Sun City Resort part, yeah. <laughs> Issue solved. Oh my word, bro. <laughs> so we're talking social media since it is Social Media Day. 
And I thought I'd give you a brief synopsis of where this actually came from. So, ballpark figure, when do you think it started? 1991. Nope, 1970s. <laughs> what? Right? <laughs> what? We didn't even have... Like, literally, commercial internet was barely known then. Were people taking pictures of their weird bell-bottom pants and naked bodies when they were protesting against wars and stuff? I think you'd have to type out a naked body. Like, you'd have to literally... <laughs> you'd have to use dots and semicolons and... Ys. You know the, you know, you know that shape there. Okay. Bracket, the Y. Wait, the, the bracket, the full stop, the Y. The bracket, the full stop, the Y. No, the wrong order. But you know what I'm talking that about. That is, yeah, a weirdly deformed body. But I get what you're saying. So I think that's how you would have had to start it. It was a term, uh, a rather a platform called Term Talk. It later became Talkomatic, and since then developed. And that's what they're identifying as sort of the first ever. This what was, was back this? in 1973. And yeah, it was created at the University of Illinois as a multi-user chat room and that was the first one that they identified as social media put in inverted brackets my first experience with social media was on Mixit <laughs> Mixit was the coolest thing around it pioneered the world social media for me at least when you used to like scare your parents is that you'd be kidnapped or something they they all read the same magazine yeah the, the carte blanche used to kill us carte blanche <laughs> used to put these exposés on Mixit on and talk about like the sexting and stuff that was going on on Mixit well, since the 1970s, social media just flourished, and then you had the ability to send digital animals in the forms of cows, chickens, and sheep <laughs> in Farmville. You could also poke people. No one knew exactly what you did with that, but it was available. And then came Snapchat, and that's the ability to actually send naked bits of yourself across the internet without any fear. Next, there were stories. Apparently, in 2018, calculators are getting stories because it's, everyone wants stories. Fridges, your microwave. Yeah, com- uh, your your. Uh, I the say only computer. thing that won't have stories is books. Uh, no, it's coming in 2019. It's coming in the second update to 2019. You're getting stories on your books. I feel like since everything is the same, we're going to have one big amalgamated social media. It's going to be called Insta Twitface, and you can just send out all your details into the world in the same social media platform. It's going to become a thing. It's time for us to get into deciding whether or not we would survive if Google disappeared. Because it could happen. In some distant future, the internet could collapse. No power, no electricity, war everywhere. No Google. How do you live? Is it possible? Google's being sued as we speak. So who knows? Maybe enough being sued and they might be out of here. I don't think so. I think that they're here to stay. But... It'd be interesting to see if we could survive if it weren't for Google. So what I've done is I've gone out there and I've found the thousand most searched Google terms. Now, I've removed all the ones that are particularly <laughs> dodgy. Because there's, there's bound to be a cesspool of disgusting adult material. Y'all people are freaks. Why are you asking these sort of things in Google? It is truly disgusting, some of the things <laughs> that people Just ask. Quick question. Is it mostly based from uh, masculine searches? Because I feel like that might be the main contributor is men look i can't tell who's actually searching it but a lot of the topics are fairly risky 50 okay nsfw not safe for work no so let's have a look if we could actually replace google if it were to suddenly shut down today would you be able to answer these questions okay so we're gonna try give that an attempt so let's have a look how to grow a beard talk like this be Portuguese. <laughs> Apparently, the answer is you need to eat well. Okay, so on to the next one. Question is, am I pregnant? I'd like to say no. No, I'm, I'm pretty certain I, I think I'm, I'm good. not. This yeah. week, I'm fine. Okay, 
So there we go. We've actually got our first one correct, which is fantastic. Next one. This came in at 74. <laughs> the 74 most questioned thing on Google. Can I run it? Do you think that Chris Brown searched that right before his career started? And then you wrote a song about it? <laughs> Just because I know my fitness? I'm going to say no. No, I cannot run it. Um, I, liked, I like number 163 of the most searched things. How to do sex. <laughs> Ooh, Truth is, do sex. I'm not entirely sure, so I, I don't have an answer. If you said that with an accent, it would be equally offensive and hilarious. You know, like a, 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 a sort of an Eastern European accent. A Slovakian accent. How to get rid of a hickey? Oh my word, that is something that the East Rand, as an East Rand resident, would probably contribute to this a lot. I feel so like there we go. Let's let's go. Give us a how to get rid of a hickey. Uh, lemon. Put lemon on it. I mean, is, is that a fair thing? It doesn't come up. Mm. Not under Google, at least. Uh, what it says here is toothpaste apparently helps. Okay. Just dab a bit of toothpaste on that bad boy. Otherwise, ice. Alrighty, so that makes actual sense. I should have guessed that a bit better. Hard to save a life. Either this is Frey lyrics or someone's genuinely interested in how to save a life. I think it depends on the scenario. Yeah. Um, There's no like one rule answer. Get a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you might save a fish's life, but I'm not sure you'd save. No, a I was thinking a person on fire. You could just throw. See, that was a problematic one because it could save a life and not save a life at the same time getting a bucket of water. You could save a person on fire, but if it goes drowning, then yeah, you, bucket's not going to do squat. I'll save you. And then it just adds to the calamity going on. What is the time? We can do this one. It's 8.18. That's correct, isn't it? 18 minutes past eight. We we are able to do that. How to be single. <sighs> how good is your life that you need to Google how to be single? <laughs> That's your problem. There's hunger, there's starvation, there's war, there's famine. And here you are saying... You're just overloaded with dates. You don't know what to do with all the dates. I can't do this anymore! <laughs> I just cannot. So, I don't think we'll have too hard a time should, should Google fall out the sky. If only we had a source for uh, explicit material once Google does decide to depart. Because without it... People won't cope because what are they going to search on? Your creepy uncle. Just ask him and he's got you covered. And we all have one of those. That guy, you know that one. Yeah, that really dodgy dude who you could just go to about anything and he'll be like, well, <laughs> there was this one time. Next to his bed, he has old illicit material from like the 1970s just in plain view where everybody else stores like their health magazines, <laughs> bodybuilding, and then this guy. <laughs> Do you have some stories? Uh, this was way too close to switch. Let's go into a little bit of Google. And today we're going to see what it would be like if you were to be without it. So far we've seen a couple of searches that have whew, hit home a little bit. <laughs> you, you searched a couple of these? No, never. <laughs> so, um, in at 100, sorry, 184, you have to wonder who's searching these. Hard to cake it. <laughs> I feel like it's a spelling mistake. <laughs> It's got to be a lot of people who are searching this. It's the 184th most searched term. How to cake it. What does that mean? I've got nothing. I've it, got it doesn't matter what your answer is because it's probably incorrect. I mean, there's no ways you can give a correct answer to that. Our next one. How tall is Donald... Uh, sorry, how old is Donald Trump? Um, I'm led to believe he's around 300. I, I, I actually searched that like on, on Monday because I didn't realize he was as old as he is. It said as old as Jerusalem, and I was like, whoa. That, that, that is, is pretty old. No, he's an old guy. Uh, some might lead you to believe he's 71, but that's not true. It's actually as old as the hills um, is, is the true definition. Okay. 
In at number 361, can dogs eat bananas? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've searched that before. <laughs> really? Why? Well, I was eating a banana and then this dog was looking at me and I was like, what if I give it and it dies? So did you give your dog a banana? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Well, Even, congratulations, you could have killed your dog, they suggest not. The, it wasn't mine, it was somebody else's. Even oh, my, even worse. My cousin has this dog that sits on its bum like a human and it waits for food, like it sits upright. So then I I wanted to give to see it do it, so I fed it chocolate, and apparently that's the worst thing you oh, can do. Oh, yeah, no, you can't do that. And the dog was shot, but didn't even care, just carried on. Maybe it was like bad chocolate, maybe it was like chomp chocolate. It isn't even chocolate, it's just chocolate flavoured coating. Maybe. Next question, what is the meaning of life? Whew. It's got a bit deep. Right, um, that is the 33rd most searched thing. So I'm going to say it's 33. Okay. That is the meaning of life. Makes perfect sense. And what age will I die? People Google that. <laughs> that is the 206th most Googled thing in the world. What age will I die? I'd love to find out what Google actually spits out. I, it'd be funny if it was like a natural selection technique and it said right now and then it had like a, self, <laughs> a self-detonating <laughs> piece of technology. It sounds like the next <laughs> horror movie. I googled it and it said now. You know, we love making horror trailers here. Maybe we should start hitting, hitting these up because I, I feel like it could be a serious thing. Okay, so I think the moral of the story is please don't take Google away from us. We've just proven that we have no way of answering any of this information. We're going to be testing our abilities to draw blind. Now, this has been done before in the show, but we need to, we need to push it a bit more. <laughs> I can't draw when I can see the paper. This is... Uh, is it a bad idea? Or are we going to do it anyway? That's what we like to do here. We wow. like to do stupid things. And this I is to... I dis- the table. <laughs> well, we're going to be watching you because Tabo is going to be the guinea pig because, I don't know, it, he just seems like a good candidate for this right now. And then Anthony and I are going to be drawing off air. The goal is to draw a dog without using your eyes. Yo. yo, yo. has I a can't be- even draw. Tabo has a beanie on and then he's going to just fold it over his eyes so he can't see... He's going to draw a dog and then we're going to post pictures onto our Twitter and you are going to need to vote. We need you to vote to decide whose was the best so that we can decide the winner of today's Tuesday challenge. So, Tabor, if you would please drop that beanie over oh your beautiful, gorgeous eyes. Really? My- <laughs> he looks a bit like a, a mutant right now. And then he just wants to make sure that it's actually blindfolded. Yeah, he's yeah, properly yeah. blindfolded. So, in front of you, there's a pen. If you uh, left, left of that. Yeah, there it is. Anthony is helping him. Thank he's you, now Anthony. taking uh, the cokey and he's going to be drawing himself a dog. Okay. <laughs> he nearly drew on the table. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. He's fu- like the paper, landscape or portrait. Uh, portrait is fine. Portrait is fine. So it's in portrait right now. And you can then hit it, Tabo. Let's go. So he's drawn the first circle, which looks actually quite good. He's got his two ears down and then a strange line from the middle of the main circle. The dog looks a bit triangular at the moment, but it nevertheless looks quite sweet. I'm looking for the legs. Okay. (laughs) And he got it spot on. He tried to draw the legs and they are exactly where legs should be. Okay. So I draw the ears, yeah, I drew you the, drew ears. the ears. Yeah, the, the ears are done. I don't know about the, the eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there the eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the nose. Of course. And then, yeah. To give you an idea. I draw a stick dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's about five centimeters between the eyes and the nose and the dog's face. Okay, okay, I'm gonna. He's think. gonna draw the tail, tail right now, and it is oh, yes. way off, super oh. off. It is super it far off. It was close. It was close. It isn't the worst effort I've ever seen, Tabo. You actually did quite nicely. I must admit Ooh, that I'm impressed. Open my eyes you can open your eyes and have a look at your creation. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, the ears and I got that right. You were absolutely fantastic at it the start. It looks like a deformed bunny. <laughs> Because it's what is that's the face. It basically looks like something out of your nightmares. 
So Anthony and I are going to try this out and see who can draw the best picture of a dog with our eyes closed off air. We're then going to be posting pictures onto Twitter and you can please, if you, please, we, we actually beg you, please go ahead and like the photographs. The photograph with the most likes will win the Tuesday challenge for the day. So I think it's a fair one, Tabo. You've set a, a decent precedent. It's not it's the not worst bad. I've ever seen. Yeah, it's okay. It's now time to finish off our Tuesday challenge for the day. Today's was drawing blindfolded and oof, we made some monstrosities while drawing. Some that were really good, actually. I was quite impressed with mine in particular. <laughs> I was also impressed with Anthony's. Tabo, I wasn't so impressed with yours. It was it was kind of a howler. But Tabo's was like a demon. That I'm that's what it drawer. was. Wow, Anthony. It looked Sorry. like it could crawl out of Donald Trump's ear. No, guys. <laughs> Maybe it could actually. <laughs> so with this in mind, we put the pictures onto Twitter and we've left it up to you to vote and decide who would be the the victor for today's Tuesday challenge and basically just walk away as the alpha person of the show. So we've turned up the votes and we've seen who has done well. Who is the winner of today's Tuesday challenge? Obviously, it's you, Mike V. Can you not spoil the fun, please? I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming in at third place, who probably didn't have the worst drawing, is Mr. Sourcorn. No, <laughs> no. Somebody actually... <laughs> someone no, liked my Someone face. liked yours. Yes. How do you like a demon? Like, I don't, this is not fair. Uh-uh, I want to recount. I feel like somebody might have liked it because it was so bad. So they were like, this is It felt sorry for me. And that means that you come in at number two, Tabo, which is Yay, a good effort. Yay, me. So, right, my, right my Anthony, you are you are well done. Number the hierarchy Anthony. of the show. You are well done. Tabo, you are second place. And that means the winner for today's Tuesday challenge is me. Oh, thank you, thank you. How it's many reach, How many likes did you get? You got I've like got four. Okay, I, I, I played dirty because I, I I liked it from the from the station's account. I liked no, it from that my, doesn't. That I doesn't. liked it from my own account. And yeah, then he has like four likes. Two other people liked it, so I'm well so and won. truly the victor of today's Tuesday challenge. I'm not okay with this. I'm number two. I think that you know my drawing skills blind. Uh, yeah, next level. Wow. I got to tell you, I'm starting to get a little bit worried. I've just been let in on what Mike is currently cooking in our kitchen, and it sounds to me like it might be a repeat. It's got egg in it. He's making French toast. Today's cuisine time, and I'm here to redeem myself. If you recall the last time that I made an egg dish, I got thrown out of the studio by Matt and Sourcorn because it was just so bad and I'm confident that I'm going to make an absolute champion dish. Now this sounds quite off-putting when you first think about French toast in a microwave because the big charm about French toast is that it's made to be crispy and everybody knows that a microwave makes things soggy. But as we've learned on Race Cuisine, there's more to be expected from the ordinary microwave. All you're going to need is to get yourself a mug, egg, milk, vanilla, cinnamon, bread. The first thing you need to do is to take a mug and then put butter on the inside. Alternatively, I suppose that you could use cook and spray. Okay, let's get this thing greased up. I'm spraying it as we speak. <coughs> I just hiccuped and coughed at the same time. <laughs> that was weird. And then we're gonna take bread. We're gonna like break it up. Your creativity determines how you want this to come out. Just sort of rip it apart or cut it into nice cubes or hearts. So one slice is good. Mix together one egg, three tablespoons of milk, and a bit of vanilla, and a pinch of cinnamon. Egg in the bowl. Milk in the bowl, cinnamon in the bowl, mix it all together, drop it into your bread. So we're going to put it in and 
I must tell you that I'm feeling quite anxious. I hope that this is good. Have you ever wondered about the name French toast? Where does it come from? Well, interestingly, it isn't actually from France. What happened was when Henry V was the king of England, there was a bit of famine going on. I feel like the whole of the Middle Ages were based on famine. That was almost a staple of being alive at that time. There was often stale bread. A way to rejuvenate stale bread was to put it into a pan, combine it with egg, and then fry it, which was kind of what French toast would be based on later on. All complete, all finished, let's take it out of the microwave. Oh yes, that is good, that smells delicious. The first thing I've noticed is that it smells like cinnamon. It looks pretty gross. It's a bit like a giant ball of snot. Let's take it to the studio and see what they have to say. It's about that time of the morning that we like to get into a bit of res cuisine. Now, to give you a bit of a description of, of what this is all about, we like to make meals in the microwave that you can make in your res room quite easily. Now, we've had a bad experience with egg before because of me. I made an egg dish once that was truly disgusting. And since then, I have had to, you know, stay away from egg. But because it's breakfast and because I'm taking moves forward and being progressive, I've decided to make myself French toast. French toast in the microwave. This now, is not French toast. This is a crime to call it French toast. Well, that's what it is specifically. We gave you the instructions before this. They'll be posted onto the internet later on. But uh, I'm a bit nervous about the whole thing because I've been roasted by my compatriots severely before this time. And they're going to be trying it out right now. So Anthony's taken the smallest possible <laughs> amount. He's looking super upset. Matt is thrown into his mouth and he's gagging. No, no. <laughs> he's gagging but licking his fingers, which is a weird contrast. Maybe it's because of the syrup on it. Eva, maybe you shouldn't because I'm tired of being roasted. Maybe just save my feelings for this. Anthony, please give me the elastic egg. I'd rather have the elastic egg than that. The taste isn't bad. The texture is from your nightmares. It's how I'd imagine if you licked an eye how it would feel like if you put your nose your your tongue up someone's nostril and they were sick that's how i'm it's it's so slimy i didn't have to chew i could have just swallowed it was a good job covering up the the taste but putting all that syrup in thank you i i tried that was what i was going for i was like yo i can save the day you know what I'm going to take this as a victory because Matt said it, the taste isn't bad the texture is shocking but the, considering as a microwave I'm going to take this as a victory Anthony's doing a, a heebie-jeebie dance which kind of involves him acting like he's going into a bit of a spasm now look I'll give you that taste is decent Eva Eva isn't brave enough to even take a bite have you have you even tried some Yo, she's got a huge piece rather don't Eva rather just save my feelings you please know, you know I care about yeah. you and I'm like but like, what is this? Like, I'm looking at this piece and I'm trying to figure out what am I looking at? It, it looks like the Cinnabon from your nightmares. That's decent because Cinnabon is good. So even if it's a bad Cinnabon, it's it's better than like it's better than anything else, basically. So, earlier I was talking about breakups and how I am quite easily the worst person in Joburg to actually give breakups. I can, I can verify this. Okay. On two occasions, I've got the word no. <laughs> Where I'm like, listen, things aren't working out. I think we need to start. No. So this just is testament to what a fantastic lover you are, because the person will just be like, uh, no, you're breaking up with me, but I'm not breaking up with you. <laughs> That's a thing. Breaking up is a two-way street. So you need both people to turn around and be like, okay. And I think I'm too polite In, during these things. You are here trying once and getting a rejected and then the second time the same thing happens and you get rejected again 
It's terrible. Straight. It's no, I'm, terrible. I'm really bad. So it wasn't with the same person. It was two separate people. So that goes to show I've got a pattern here. Okay. Um, otherwise, I've also had ones where I left the conversation and didn't know if we had broken up. It was up in the air. It was up in the air. So how did you end the conversation without knowing the certain They fact? walked off. Oh, but isn't that a kind of confirming? I assumed, but then they made plans the next day with me. <laughs> I am really bad. I don't think I can quantify how terrible I am at breakups. Yeah, you may be the candidate to be the worst breaker up in human history. I've got another one coming through here from Dumisung saying he too is pretty terrible at breakups. He got a brick through his window the next day. Look, but that's effective though. That's not your kind of bad. He just had a bad partner choice because the person had a propensity to use bricks as weapons whereas you failed at your most basic elementary task yeah i don't think i'm the most convincing no i I don't get that feeling so maybe we could find somebody who's better at being bad at breakups worse at breakups better being bad worse at breakups than you because it might take some serious efforts well if you are going through something like this we thought we had eased the process and, you know, just give you some tips on how to better deal with the aftermath of a breakup. The Main Switch Quick Reference Guide of How Not to React to Breakups. Step number one, don't write your ex a song and sing it outside their house. This is kind of creepy and could get you arrested. Step number two, when stalking your ex online, don't scroll too far back along their social media page. You could risk liking something and then you're just that weirdo that drops a thumbs up on a two-year-old pic. Step number three, don't date their sibling. Just don't. Added to this point, don't date one of their parents. It just gets messy. Step number four. Most of all, don't be this guy. No one wants to see that. Step number five. Don't call drunk at 3 a.m. Even if you have better rates after 12 from your network provider, this is a bad idea. And finally, number six. Don't steal your ex's cat. They might have loved it more than you, but this is a big no-no, as it would be difficult to explain if you ever get back together. And it's a little bit illegal. So now that you know all this, you can go out there and handle a breakup with dignity. Breakfast. Breakfast that charges you up. We're talking about making life a bit easier for yourself. And that is done through one simple means. And that means is acting busy. Because people love to be busy. People love saying that they are the super busiest people in the world. And I have proof of this. Yesterday I went to campus and I asked a few people about them being busy in an indirect way. So I asked them one question and then I followed up with... Are you been busy? You know, are you busy lately? Have you been busy with stuff? And every single person said yes. And here's the proof. Are busy, huh? Yeah, things, things are busy. Have you have you been busy lately? Yeah, I am. You've been busy. Yeah. Have you been busy lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. So you've been busy. Lately. Yeah. No one wants to admit that they just haven't been that busy. Everyone loves to act busy because I feel like it's human nature. You know, you want to seem like you are contributing to society, like you're progressing all the time. Even if you're lazy, you still want to act like you're busy. And it's proven to me that this is the way to get away with doing nothing while still getting respect from people because no one's going to question how busy you are. So you might be onto something here. If people think you're busy, they're not going to give you more work. Absolutely. You can get out of other stuff. And you can justify it in basically anything. So you could be late, for example, and you can walk into the building, look downwards, walk really, really quickly and say this. Sorry, I'm late, Joe, guys. I'm going through the most 
And then no one has questions to ask. They just, you know, what is going through the most? Nothing specific. You're not lying, but, you know, no one's going to ask you what this most is. Going through the most can literally be anything, and yet it works. People respect that. And other things that could really help you out if you want to start to act really busy in your life without actually being busy is to dangle your keys during conversation. If I'm like to you, hang on, listen, I need to go. It may sound convincing, but if I'm like, hang on, I need to go, suddenly it's terrifying because of the sound of keys in the background. Alternatively, you can use a telephone because a cell phone doesn't do the same job. If you get a landline put somewhere near you and you answer that landline, you're going to sound really impressive. You can chat to anyone, but do this and answer it and people immediately think you're up to something Important, important, meaningful in their lives. So if you don't have a if you don't have a telephone, just get yourself one and then phone yourself every few minutes to look busy. You could also use some basic techniques like not smiling and then running your fingers through your hair, kind of grabbing a clump of your hair and being like yo, or like taking off your what scene on WhatsApp. That works really well. Sit at your computer, but don't do anything important. Just watch stupid videos and act on social media. Stuff, I don't know, pointless videos that might sound a bit like this. Hi, I'm Chef Mike Nyland, Tucson personal chef. I'm here to show you how to make a three cheese blend for pizza. So if you are busy and you don't want to, you know, if you're not busy, but you want to act busy and get the respect you think you deserve, simple. Just act like you are. I'm pretty certain that is the most pointless video ever. Yeah, I, I, I had to work hard for that. The mo- basically he just tosses cheeses around it's it's ridiculous <laughs> so there we go if you need to look busy today if you need to get through a couple of things those are the tips go out and do this and you'll be fine earlier we introduced you to a feature that we've got called six to nine second stories what? six to nine second stories yeah, that's, uh, that's the one yes okay we're still we're working through the kinks right but I think we're onto something here so we're trying to see if we can tell a full story in only six to nine seconds. This is part of being a radio presenter. You have to be super concise and effective because people have short attention spans, including ourselves. And we like to be lazy. We don't like to set good standards. So this could take <laughs> you literally like three minutes if you were to produce it quickly and you'd be fine, which is an absolute win. You know what the problem is? Yes, it's only playing out for nine seconds. Do you know how long it took me? I'm embarrassed actually to announce really? how long it took me. To mine, was a, mine was like a matter of like, like 10 minutes at a maximum. <laughs> well, then you're a pro and I'm insanely <laughs> jealous. Mine's, I've been a bit jokey in the past. I did one like about a French artist uh, and then I did one about a cannibal, a whole sorts of horrible things today's is quite serious actually it's been two years that i've watched her rot away in the hospital bed maybe today i should call her quits wait who could that be hello she's away <laughs> yes <laughs> oh it? my god my <laughs> why is this taking such a dark turn it was intense I mean it was, I couldn't make it another joke I'd done two weeks of jokes in a row I had to be some seriousness to it and I think it worked pretty well well I'm afraid I'm a one trick pony it's only jokes from me hey Siri what's 396 divided by 5 it is a mathematics question don't think cause your phone I won't beat your ass <laughs> Six to nine second stories. Give up on this. We need to make a run for it. It's going to be a thing. It's now time to put our week into action. We're going to be summarizing what went down this week because, oh man, it was something to behold. The week is over and relaxation is nigh. And thanks to Wade Vanikak, we're ending on a high. The record is set and he may be the goat. Taking comfort in his success keeps South Africans afloat. A 45-year case for Ahmed Timor resumed and mistreatment of a lecturer made vit students fume. From behind bars comes the story of the week. It seems that prison living is actually on fleek.
leak. Strippers came in and made youth day lit, and from this revelation, the public lost its shit. WizKid won at the BET Awards. After the recent domination of global billboards, back home, bird flu will see stocks being lost, as hordes of chicken will experience a holocaust. The public protector has been brought into question, as the intricacies of her accusations are too deep to mention. Soon a fender of the SABC 8 passed on in a cruel twist of fate. While things seem difficult, forwards we must move. We've seen tougher times, we simply refuse to lose. Stick around with us, because we'll always be there. Here on Main Twitch, we'll give these things some flair. And that wraps it up. That was your week, summarised by Mike V. Call me William Shakespeare. No, don't. That's lame. You don't want to be called <laughs> William Shakespeare. Breakfast. Breakfast that charges you up. It's the Main Switch.